Productive Disruption is a podcast presented by Rhodes Branding, spotlighting bold and innovative ideas that have the ability to reshape K-12 education. If you're looking for actionable ideas about how to operate and innovate your school, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to Productive Disruption. My name is Dan Weyer, and I'm the VP of Operations here at Rhodes Branding. Today, we have on Brian White, who is the Executive Director of HR and Operations at Auburn Washburn USD 437 in Topeka, Kansas. And he also serves as the president of the American Association of School Personnel Administrators. Well, awesome. Well, well Brian, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Um, you know, I, I can read your resume and um, have an idea of what you do, but um, do you mind telling our listeners a little bit about your story and, um, you know, how you got started and, and your career path? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess I'd have to start with the fact that my mother was a teacher uh, growing up. So education is always kind of part of our family, an important part of our family. Uh, my career in human resources actually started, um, I was working for a Target Corporation in their distribution centers. And uh, I worked in the transportation position, operations position, and the operations position. I focused a lot on how we can get better, um, how our employees can, can be more successful through um, looking at training, um, you know, how we can help support them to be more effective in their positions. And so I got asked to take a training position uh, in the distribution center and it turned out that was part of HR. Uh, and so um, that was kind of my start into the HR uh, into the HR world. And I moved into an HR position and uh, moved to Topeka to help open up a distribution center in HR. Uh, wanted to continue to grow and develop uh, professionally and had the opportunity to move to a corporate headquarters uh, at Payless Shoe Source, uh, served in a couple different roles there. My last role was uh, the human resource manager for the south zone of the country. So I was traveling quite a bit. Uh, the school district I work for now is the district uh, that we chose for our daughters when we moved to Topeka. And the person in my role was retiring and uh, had a couple people reach out to me and say, hey, would you be interested in applying for this? And I thought, who's crazy enough to hire somebody that's not a teacher? But uh, at the time, it sounded like a great opportunity, uh, allowed me to be home more uh, for my daughters. Uh, and, uh, you know, with my mom being a teacher, education always been kind of near and dear to my heart, never found the right opportunity. I thought, um, you know, this might be an opportunity for me uh, now with my experiences uh, that to, I might have something I can be able to provide or, um, and, and help uh, the school district and uh, continue to be successful, uh, but from a human resources strategic perspective. So that's awesome. So, I, so 10 years later, here I am. So I guess it worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. So you. You know, we, we had the chance to catch up a few weeks ago, and um, you, you mentioned on our on our first call, um, you know, coming from the private sector, just, just the overall differences from a, a strategy standpoint, especially on the recruitment side, um, from what the private sector is doing in recruitment versus um, maybe what what you're seeing from from school districts. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about that, and you know, what were some of those strategies that that you kind of saw that um, you know maybe could be improved and um, you know, have, have you seen a, a shift in HR best practices over the years since since you've been been working in public education? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I have seen a shift uh, over the years and I've seen some positive shifts. Uh, so some of the, the key strategies um, that I think of uh, that I saw a lot in private industry that uh, we could look at using uh, in public education or in education in general. Um, you know, one of the first concepts um, is what I call candidate experience. Uh, so um, if you're a shopper or anybody out there is a shopper, uh, when you go shopping, you have an experience. And uh, if you have a good experience, you might tell others about it. You might tell others to go shop there. Uh, and you'll tell people about the deal you found. Uh, if you have a bad experience, 
then you're likely going to tell others it was a bad experience. Don't go shop there. And so when you think about that from a, a recruiting perspective, candidates do the same thing. And so the experience that your candidates have uh, can directly impact your talent pool. And so if you're doing things that are turning candidates away, um, then they're going to tell others, don't go apply there. And in the labor market we have right now and the teacher talent shortage, uh, you don't want to do things that are shrinking your talent pool. So uh, that candidate experience can become a very important um, strategy uh, in your recruitment and hiring process. And so you really have to look at the different touch points along the candidate's journey. And so a touch point really is where a candidate has an experience uh, with your recruitment or hiring process. And so as you uh, go through, uh, you know, as a school district, you really need to look at those steps in your processes for recruitment and hiring and think about it. What is the candidate's experience at that point? And is it something that we want them to have? Is it something that they would like to have? Do they have the information they need? And how are we communicating with them at that point? And if you start to look at those things in your process, um, you'll identify some things you can make better. Uh, and so that candidate experience, one of the key things that comes out of that candidate experience is how important communication is throughout the hiring and recruitment process. And so it's really important to look at that communication. Um, I would say another strategy that uh, comes to mind really is around um, relationships, uh, which ties into candidate experience. But and this is something really that I saw and learned in what educators are doing as I came into the district. And educators understand in order to connect with a student, you really have to understand more about the student, build relationships with them, understand what motivates and inspires them, how to communicate with them, what ways helps them to learn better. And it's really more about meeting the needs of the student. And so as you think about that uh, from an HR strategy, we're in a labor market where we really need to think about how do we meet the needs of the candidate? Uh, so, um, you know, there uh, were days in the past in my career uh, and in education as well, where you had multiple, multiple candidates for every position. <clears throat> and uh, that's not the case anymore, you know? And so um, I think we've moved to more of a philosophy of building relationships with candidates to help understand what their wants are, what their needs are, and start trying to find a way that we can match those uh, where it makes sense. And so that relationship side of recruiting becomes critical to hiring success during this time. Um, you know, another, I guess, the last thing I can think about comes to mind, and this is going to sound a little cheesy, but, um, you know, our executive director of, of ASPA, which is our national organization that I'm president for, uh, she says, uh, recruitment is a new retention. And she's exactly right. Uh, so when you have uh, a shortage of staffing, um, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that's important is not to lose the people that you have that you don't want to lose. And that's where retention becomes an important recruiting strategy itself. And so uh, as a school district or a school, a charter school, private school, you really need to look at your current staff and make sure that you're doing things to recruit them as well so that you don't lose them. Uh, so when you think about retention, um, you really need to look at things like, um, you know, doing state interviews uh, with your staff, uh, some of your top staff to find out, you know, um, how they're doing, uh, what would cause them to leave, what keeps them here, uh, are, there, are there any obstacles you can remove for them. Uh, engagement surveys become important, uh, surveying your employees to find out and get anonymous feedback from them on how they feel about their jobs. Uh, and as you get that information, you have to action plan on it uh, to make improvements in the workforce. So I guess to answer your question, the three things that came to mind, uh, you know, were the candidate experience, uh, relationships matter, um, and you've got to recruit your own staff, uh, and that's retention. 
I love it. Yeah, all 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 three of those are just, I mean, vital in, in, in their own in their own different ways. And you know, what, one one thing we focus a lot on as an agency are um, you know generational differences. You know, recruiting a a twenty one year old, twenty two year old straight out of college is completely completely different than you know someone who's um, you know maybe been in the profession for a while and um, you know is looking for a, a career change in, in some way, shape, or form for whatever reason. Um, how, how have you seen, you know, th- this, this current generation of, you know, 21, 22 year olds that are, that are, you know, entering the, the, the teaching profession, um, you know, what, what shifts have you seen in regards to how, you know, you have to engage with them differently in the, in the hiring process, um, you know, versus, you know, what you had to do maybe, you know, 10, 15 years ago when, you know, digital and, and social media wasn't really, you know, what, what, it, what it is today. Right. You know, so um, that's a great question. I would say um, the one word I can sum that up with is speed. Uh, So when you think about recruitment strategies, HR strategies, uh, that generation, um, you've got to have speed built into your process. Uh, And what I mean by that is um, they are uh, digitally proficient. Uh, They are used to fast communication, quick communication, quick responses. Uh, and so you've got to make sure that you don't have things that are happening in your process that's going to alienate them. Uh, one of the things that we do when we look at recruitment strategies uh, and HR strategies is you kind of really have to look at uh, kind of a, a matrix a little bit for communication when I talk about communication and candidate experience because uh, you have to think about how do I communicate with the different generations and what works for those generations. Uh, so not as a school district, I can't just communicate with one method and expect it's going to reach all the audiences. So, you know, we have to think about some of those things. And so I am not an expert uh, in Instagram or TikTok uh, or other types of social media platforms, uh, but I know that we have to have a presence there um, so that when somebody in, in the younger generation is coming out uh, and looking to teach in a school district, if they look, um, at least, you know, we have a presence where they are. And I think it's really important strategy to have a presence where your candidates are um, so that as they look for information, you're relevant. Uh, and you also provide them with information that they need uh, to decide if they're going to have an interest in exploring opportunities with you. I love that. Yeah. And, um, you know, that for, for me, that uh, this is a really timely conversation. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming off of a week, um, well, a, a couple of weeks ago, we, we just spent a few days in Chicago for the national school PR association conference. And, um, you know, among, you know, many topics, um, was that kind of, um, you know, synergy between the human resources office and the public relations office within a school district. And, um, I mean, yeah, like we, we, you know, we heard school districts across the country having this exact same conversation of, you know, how do we, how do we help our HR office, you know, reach, you know, some of these, these younger candidates and how really, how, how do we help them reach, you know, some of the older candidates too, who are, who are, you know, changing jobs because they're, they're, they're interacting with, you know, our brand completely different than, you know, someone who's, you know, 21, 22 years old, who gets, who uh, gets most of their information through TikTok. So, um, you know, what, um, you know, how, how, I guess from, from your standpoint, like how can those two departments work more, you know, closely together to, you know, help school districts recruit and, and retain teachers more effectively? Yeah. You know, um, so one of the things we talked earlier about what I learned from private industry. And so uh, working, uh, especially at the corporate headquarters, um, how important the relationship between marketing and HR was 
uh, in employment brand and the recruitment process. And so as I moved into the school district, uh, one of the first things that I did was built a, a partnership with our communications director, who's responsible for PR uh, in our district. And so um, it's interesting that you talk about that because it truly is critical uh, in a school district to have that partnership between HR and PR communications because so much of those things interact um, and complement each other from an employment brand perspective and a recruiting perspective. So a lot of the materials that are used for patrons, parents, and staff to communicate about the school district are things that I can use uh, for recruitment. Uh, and a lot of things that we share for recruitment also help with the uh, image and uh, brand of our school district to our community. So uh, we partner quite a bit together um, about um, information, communication, materials, uh, as uh, we look to help our, our school district be successful in general. So uh, we actually, uh, it's funny you mentioned Enspra because uh, he and I did a uh, Enspra Power Hour back in December 2019, um, talking about this very subject matter, how important it is to partner together. Uh, so um, some of the things that we were really able to work on between HR and communications or PR uh, was the website. So. Um, looking at our careers website, uh, it's a lot different when you look at a careers website from an HR perspective than when you do from a PR perspective. And so you've got to have both of those. And if you only look from one perspective, you're going to be missing out on some things that might benefit that candidate, um, information they need to apply, uh, information that's relevant to them, but also um, the ease of use of your site uh, and how efficient it is in, in helping that candidate find the information they need. So um, I'm not a website expert but uh, our communications director is, so he's able to help me a lot with redesigning and rebranding our website. Uh, so that's very important. Social media is another aspect. Um, again, um, our public relations and communications professionals are much more, uh, uh, I would say, fluid uh, and knowledgeable about social media market than I am. So I learn a lot from them about how to do things. You know, simple things like looking at, um, you know, how effective is what you share, looking at the views and the shares and the clicks and those type of things. Um, so your partners can really help you understand identifying metrics that can help you learn more about what you're doing. Is it effective or not? Um, as you try to help hire staff for your district and build a talent pipeline. So uh, communications, I've talked before about how important that is um, to experience and the candidate experience, but also your employee experience too with your current employees. So our PR person and communications director is very involved with communication with staff and I'm very involved with communication with candidates. So there's a lot that we can learn from each other uh, and talk about in that communication. And I think the more that your communication is consistent and looks the same and sounds the same and is on brand, the better off you're going to be. Uh, I would say that you don't want to have somebody have a different experience in their recruitment process. And when they come in the district, communication looks entirely different. You don't recognize um, that employment brand anymore. You want to have it to be, uh, you know, synchronized and um, make sense with each other. So I think those are a few of the things that come to mind. Uh, you know, I've worked uh, with our communications director too, just on materials uh, for recruitment. Uh, and so um, I think as people are looking for school districts, you know, we do a really good job in our community of sharing like, hey, you know, we're one of the top districts in Kansas. Hey, you know, you can look on greatschools.com and niche.com. And we share that with our community and our public and our parents because we want them to bring their kids to our school. 
but we weren't using that in HR, but that partnership, I learned about those type of things and I'm able to use those in recruitment because it matters to teachers too. Teachers want to know about your school district. And so that's been very helpful. Yeah. I love that. And, and, and really, and truly like the, the way, the way I've always kind of framed the HR department at, at really every school district across the country is it, it's really, you know, when, when, when it, you know, the, when it gets down to brass tacks, like it's, it's the only department, um, within a public school district that is really, you know, recruiting nationwide. Um, so you, you, you think about like, you know, enrollment marketing, for instance, at a, at a public school district, you're really kind of zoned to a specific territory, a specific region, right? So your, your audience mm-hmm. is very, um, I, I don't want to say it's very narrow, but, but it is, it is much smaller than, than what the HR, HR department has to, has to work with because like, I'm sure you're going to recruiting fairs up in, you know, up, up in Ohio and, and down in Florida and as far West as, you know, Nevada and California to, to potentially re- recruit teachers. So, you know, that, that message, you know, that messaging and that, that branding, um, you know, really needs to be on point because you're, you know, you're reaching such a, a wide ranging audience compared to like maybe other departments. So, right. um, yeah, like I, I think that relationship with the, with the communications office is, is crucial and, um, you know, it's, it, it's been really cool from, from my perspective, you know, being, having a, having a comms and, and marketing background to see, you know, those two departments work a lot, a lot closer over the last couple of years. Um, you know, just given all the challenges we're seeing in, in public ed- education with recruiting teachers and, um, obviously retaining teachers too. So, um, yes, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I wanted to ask you real quick. So um, I, I saw an Education Week survey from 2021 that uh, 54% of teachers said they are somewhat likely or very likely to leave the profession in the next two years, which is actually 20% higher than what they said in 2019. Um, obviously, burnout from the pandemic has probably led to, you know, most of that increase, if, if I had to guess. But, you know, from from your perspective, you know, what what, what are some things um, you know, that, that, that can be, be done to slow this trend. And like, how do you view HR's role in, role in that? I mean, it's obviously a much larger issue that needs to be, you know, solved by more than just the HR department. But, um, like, I'm, I'm sure you have a perspective on, on, on that kind of post post COVID and, and those numbers going up. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's a good, good lead into how important, uh, retention is uh, in your district, because you're right. I've seen those same numbers. And, and uh, as you look at that, um, that's, a, that's a large percentage of your current staff that, that could be leaving uh, employment in your district. And uh, so that's why retention is the new recruitment, because we've really got to focus on making sure that we can positively impact those people that are thinking about leaving. Uh, so as we look at those type of things, I really do think it's important to understand uh, where your employees are and, and what you can do uh, to positively impact that. One of the tools that we use here in our district is the engagement survey. I talked about that a little bit before, but uh, with the engagement survey, um, we're really asking our employees uh, those things about um, what's important to them in their workplace, uh, asking them about how they feel about uh, their supervisor uh, you know, those type of things that are directly correlated to an employee's engagement um, help us to understand what we can do to do better. And, and for me, it's really important to look at it also at the building level and work with the principals because um, the principal really has the most direct impact over the things that 
correlate with an employee's engagement, either directly or indirectly. So uh, helping that principal understand what are some things that they can do to positively impact the retention in their building and the engagement in their building um, and helping them action plan and work on that can really help to reduce the percentage of people that want to leave. Uh, you know, if you don't like your supervisor, you don't feel good about the people you work with, you don't feel good about the place where you work, you're going to be more likely to leave. And if you can address those and address some of those issues, uh, then people will want to stay. And so I think it's really important to understand where they are in order to be able to help figure out what to address. And the engagement survey does that. Um, you know, as we look at uh, retention, I think uh, we also have to look at some of the more, I'd say, global issues uh, besides things that are locally controlled. And so as I think about that, um, you know, one of the things I would say is just we need to look at the overall, how do we feel about education and perception of education and bring some positivity into that. There's a lot of great things that happen uh, in education. Uh, there's a lot of great things that are going on, but it seems right now that there's a lot focused on the negativity. And I think, um, you know, if you talk to, uh, you look at uh, industrial organizational psychologists or other research studies, you know, in the workplace, negativity will breed negativity. And uh, so if you allow that negativity to continue to breed, it's just going to keep bringing uh, your staff down. So I think from an HR perspective and from a, a, a PR communications uh, perspective, uh, we really need to think about how do we make sure that we're sharing positive news, um, that we're highlighting the good things that are happening, that we allow people to celebrate. Um, I think those things are all very important to helping change that narrative uh, so that where it feels more positive. Uh, and so sometimes I think we can be our own worst enemy uh, talking about how bad things are. Uh, so I think we need to change that mindset and talk about how good things are. Uh, and sure, there are things that need to be improved and you're always going to have things that need to be better. Uh, but um, if you focus on what always needs to be better in the bad things, and that's where your focus is going to go and that's what you're going to think about all the time. So I think changing that perception and looking how do we share, celebrate, recognize, uh, and encourage positivity, I think will help. Uh, so I think that's important. I think when we think about teachers in the workplace too, um, they have difficult jobs. And so they're constantly adjusting to curriculum and what's best and changes to student dynamics in their classrooms. And so I think we need to empower teachers as much as we can as professionals um, and help them have some of that autonomy in the classrooms that will help them um, to feel better about their jobs too. And, that, and that's a tough one, I know, uh, for a lot of school districts, a lot of places, but I think the more you can look at how can you empower your teachers to be the professionals they are, I think that's another way that can help. Um, so I think those are things that if you can work on those type of things, you can help reduce that percentage that we're seeing um, in some of the research. I love that. Yeah. And, and to, to that point of empowerment, you know, empower them in a way that other professionals in other industries are empowered to to do their jobs and, and, and come to the office on a daily basis and, and make, you know, make, you know, their job arrangement more of an agreement rather than, you know, here are the expectations, like make, make it more of a, a mutually agreed upon set of, you know, uh, parameters and, and, and things related to the job rather than, you know, here, here are the expectations, take it or leave it. It, it needs to be something that's, you know, coming into the, 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 the you know, very start of the relationship with the school district, you know, something that that's mutually agreed upon, because if, you know, if, if they feel like they have, you know, skin in the game, and they, they've had a say in kind of, you know, their their job and, and the success of what they're doing, you know, they, they probably will be more likely to stay in that those retention numbers will get better. So absolutely. Um, yeah, I had, I had an executive director of learning services tell me one time that, 
you know, um, we, we want to provide ingredients, um, but we want chefs. We don't just want cooks. Uh, and I thought it was a great way of kind of explaining um, as I was coming into education to learn about, you know, we, we don't want everything to be exactly the same and, you know, uh, look exactly the same. We want the teachers to be able to to bring their talents, their experiences, their skills to make it unique and, and, uh, and their own. Yep, 100%. Um, so we, we chatted a little bit earlier about the um, American Association of School Personnel, ASPA. Um, I, I could talk a little bit more about your involvement in that and I guess why, what, what got you initially involved in, in ASPA? Yeah, so uh, I was not an educator before I came into education. Uh, I didn't know anything about the education industry. Uh, so I knew I would need to adjust to learning. I knew about HR, but I didn't know about HR in school districts. And so um, I had a chance to talk with my predecessor who was retiring, and I just asked him, who do you go to? Who do you network with? Uh, what organizations do you uh, participate in? Or, and he told me about ASPA. Uh, and so um, in my school district at the time, I was the only HR professional in my school district. There's a lot of school districts that have small HR teams, and so there wasn't anybody else in district to really talk to about HR. And uh, so I had the opportunity to go to an annual conference in Chicago, and I met a lot of peers or professionals that are kind of in similar positions and having similar challenges. And so it was a great way uh, to network, um, to get professional development, to learn about HR and education, uh, and also to learn best practices that I can take back and bring back uh, to make positive differences. And so it's that uh, having that network of peers, having that professional development that's related to my job um, really helped me starting out in education. And that's, I guess, really what started my involvement in NASA because uh, it really did help me um, to transition into this industry um, and also um, benefited me um, from that perspective. And I thought, well, I've got some things maybe for my private industry that I might be able to share. Uh, and and uh, so um, I started uh, putting in to present at conferences and uh, I started presenting at conferences and then people started asking me, hey, would you be interested in? And uh, so next thing I knew, um, I was on the board uh, and now I'm the president of the association. I love it. Well, talk, talk a little bit about what, what are some of your roles and uh, or some of your responsibilities as, as, as the president of ASPA? Sure. Uh, so what I would say is uh, my most important role uh, as president is, is really to help the executive director of the association um, with coaching, advice, support, uh, as she leads the organization. Um, you know, I serve uh, as a member of the executive board. Um, I help uh, to lead our, our board meetings. Um, I'm chair of the finance committee. Uh, I have the opportunity to participate um, in different various ASPA events uh, in different capacities. Uh, but really that most important role is, is, is serving the members um, and helping to, uh, as an executive board, help provide that direction, strategic direction, coaching and guidance uh, for the organization. That's awesome. So obviously we, we, we chatted about it earlier, but the ASPA conference is coming up uh, this October, October 10th through the 13th. Um, can, can you yes. give us a little, yeah. Can, can you give us a little preview about, uh, about this year's conference and, and what people can expect? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's uh, the theme this year is celebrate our superheroes. Uh, so, you know, it's been a, a, a couple years of extraordinary circumstances uh, for all employees, uh, and that's true for HR as well. Uh, and so we're, we're coming together to kind of celebrate. Uh, this is an opportunity for us to get back together as a group. Um, we get a chance to share our experiences, uh, but also things we've learned uh, and things we keep 
doing to make things better in school districts. And so um, we have uh, the first day is 12 pre-conference sessions. Those are longer in-depth sessions, about three hours uh, to really dive into a topic or subject. Um, and then uh, we have uh, exceptional keynote speakers each day after that uh, on various topics. And then we have uh, a, about 100 um, clinic and Ignite sessions, which are individual professional development uh, sessions. They're different strands. Uh, so if your focus is on recruiting, um, you know, there's things on recruiting. If your focus is on employee relations, you can go to those. But uh, a great uh, selection of professional development you can go to. Um, one of the nice things about the conference that I've really uh, picked up through the years is uh, there are a lot of great um, practitioners that share information about best practices that have worked uh, in their school systems. And I can't always take that and replicate that back in my school district, but I can get pieces of things that I can bring back to make a positive difference. So uh, my favorite part is, is the networking uh, with peers, where you get to have some, some conversations, uh, and then uh, also the professional development, the, the sessions. That's awesome. I'm curious, have you seen a, a noticeable trend in the, in the types of sessions that are gonna be at this year's conference versus other years? Is there, is there one particular topic that, you know, people seem to be focused on more than more than others kind of going in? You know, I, I would say um, I won't be able to tell you 100 percent until after the conference to see where sure. what sessions people <laughs> attended. Uh, but I would say right now, um, staffing is extremely important. Uh, so I think across the United States uh, in North America, we're seeing staffing challenges across the board in all our positions. And so um, any session on staffing, on recruitment, on retention, I think is going to be something that's well attended and things that people are interested in. Uh, another one um, that we've seen more and more interest in uh, is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, so that's a topic um, that we've seen increased interest in as well. Um, we host a uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion summit as ASPA, and uh, this year was our largest attendance ever. So uh, that would just tell me that there's probably a lot of interest in the sessions for those as well. Love it. Love it. Yeah, we're excited. This this will be our first uh, aspect conference as a company at Rhodes Branding. So I know we're we're super excited to to be involved, and um, you know, ho hopefully we get the chance to pop in a lot of these sessions because we're we're obviously always curious to, to 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 hear what the pulse is right now among um, you know HR directors from across the country. So um, so we're we're, we're definitely excited, and we're we're honored that that you guys are are having us. So um, so we we end every podcast with the same question. Um, and it's it's a fun question, and we are going to okay. give you we're going to give you the magic wand, uh, and all the all the powers okay. that it that it wields. Um, and if you had this magic wand, um, and you could fix or do one thing uh, related to education, uh, what what would you do, and, and how would you use it? That's a really interesting question, <laughs> and. I think the way I would answer that is um, I would, if I could wave my magic wand, I would have um, the industry of education uh, on par and at level with the top industries out there. And so what that would mean to me is that the people in these professions um, would be treated and compensated um, like they were one of the most important things in society um, that can happen. Uh, and so that magic wand, and it's not really about the, the funding piece or, you know, those type of things. But, you know, when you think about the importance education has um, to society, to the community, to the nation, 
um, you know, we're, we're providing the future talent for all industries. Uh, and if we don't get that right, we're not supporting the needs of any industry. And so I think when you think about the importance of education, if we as a society could place the value um, on that appropriately so that it reflected it in compensation um, and with uh, making sure that we have uh, people to support students, uh, I think that would be what I would do. Um, so I'm going to try and wave right now and we can talk at the conference, see how it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we got a good chance. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. Well, awesome. Well, Brian, th thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to chat with me today. Um, if our audience members would like to connect with you or, or learn more about ASPA, how, how can they do so? Sure. So um, I, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, so uh, if you look for Brian White on LinkedIn, um, you should be able to find me. Uh, I'm early in LinkedIn. So I actually have like one of those names. Uh, so college relations, I was a college recruiting manager for a while. Uh, so if you type in Brian White college relations, you'll definitely find me. Um, also early on Twitter. So at BC White uh, is my Twitter handle. So you can find me on Twitter. Uh, and for ASPA, if you go to uh, ASPA.org, you'll find information about that organization. Or if you want to look at going to the conference, uh, ASPAConference.com is a great way to look at information for the conference. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you uh, this, this fall. And, um, you know, again, really appreciate you taking the time. Um, you know, so, so much great insights from you today. And we're, we're super excited to, um, you know, re really see the continued, you know, relationship between communications and, and HR, kind of like we touched on. So I um, re really appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with us today. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity and I'll look forward to seeing you in Orlando as well. Definitely. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you. <laughs>